Hello, loyal man Fieldians. It is me, Knox Phoenix, and I understand that you're not used to straight out of the gate hearing someone's voice on this podcast like this, but come on. Let's be honest. If you had to hear someone, it'd be me. Don't lie. No, I just wanted to come in before the episode this week and let you know that we've updated our terms and conditions. Just kidding. Just trying to stay relevant. Actually, I want to let you know that uh, there have been some internal restructuring things that have been going on here with LFM, so we really apologize for missing last week's episode, but uh, I do have some unfortunate news that um, Darth Goji will no longer be uh, with us on the show. Um, you may have noticed on his Twitter that he posted an official uh, resignation that he um, that he wanted to let you know, and just being fully open with kind of his situation, um, he has been struggling with enjoying the game as much as possible um, and as much as, you know, he used to, and so he felt that it was uh, best for his, you know, just kind of mental health and uh, where he was at in life that he stepped away from Rocket League. Um, and I would actually use this as a time to encourage anyone that, um, you know, if there is anything about a, a video game like Rocket League that is affecting you and, uh, you know, in a unhealthy way, then um, definitely take a prolonged break. Or if you need to walk away, then uh, don't ever let a video game, you know, do something like control you. And so uh, we definitely, Ninja and I, give Goji our best wishes and uh, hope that, you know, his decision, um, you know, helps with where he's at and that he enjoys, um, you know, all of the other wonderful games he's going to be playing. He'll still be around in our Discord, I'm sure, and that we can, um, you know, uh, talk with him. And uh, if we want to play some other cooperative or multiplayer games with him, then I'm sure that that is a possibility as well. Uh, but as far as his involvement with Rock League and the podcast, he's decided that um, his time has come to an end. So uh, with that being said... Please bear with us as we try out a couple different things. Um, this kind of came a little unexpected to us, so we are kind of uh, reworking things as we try to keep the show going a little bit. Um, so you will have some people that will be subbing in in that third uh, host position over the next couple weeks while we try to get things to a more stable situation. I do apologize that we probably won't have live streams while we're doing this um, because of the logistics of handling and getting everyone prepared and ready for a a kind of live environment. It's a little trickier when we're kind of cycling in that third person. Uh, we do have some awesome plans for stuff that uh, we plan on continuing Live from Manfield to grow into. So uh, don't think that we're going to go anywhere anytime soon. Uh, just understand that um, we just had to make some last minute adjustments. So we really do apologize uh, for that. But the show will go on and will continue better than ever. We promise. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoying this episode that uh, a loyal listener and host of the Rocket Soccer Confederation organization, Donda Chaka, is joining us in place of Darth Goji, and he did a wonderful job, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Thank you. For those who prefer their cars rocket power, flying in high with no boost but holding on to the dream, it's Knox Phoenix, Ninja Seb fan, and <laughs> Donda Chaka coming to you live from Manfield. Guys, I need your help. No? All right, what's up? Well, I will be traveling to London. Uh, well, if you're listening to this n- now, pretty much. And um, I've never been to Europe, but I have been practicing several different British accents to make sure that, you know, it's dangerous to be a foreigner in a foreign land. So I really want to blend in. I've bought one of the, you know, Sherlock Holmes, you know, caps. 
So uh, I've got that. I'm gonna. I plan on wearing a lot of tweed and earth tones. <laughs> um, Typical. I need you to help me land on which accent I go with because there's several British accents. Yeah, I well, think we're both go. experts. Okay. All right. Um, well, there's the proper British accent, right? Yes. Excuse me, sir. I fancy a spot of tea. Ah, um, from Southern England. Not, not bad. Could Could you help me find the bathroom, please? I I I have to go potty. <laughs> I think they call it. <laughs> I think they call it the pool. I need to go to the pool, please. Yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh, Ninja. This is another culture. Show yeah. some respect. Okay. All right. Um. So that's the that's the proper the proper one. Um. I could also go with the Cockney one, right? <laughs> oh, I gotta take a dump, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's the context of that comment? Oh, oh bro, give me, give me some tea. <laughs> I need some tea. I have, have a morning cup of, of tea, you, you wanker. Boy, bloke, give me some tea. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think these good. are good so far. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, you want me to do a third one? A third. Imagine uh, uh, you were I like mean, an Australian say- who immigrated to the UK. I, okay, imagine I'm an Australian that immigrated, right? Yeah. Uh, can I just get a little bit more backstory of why did we migrate? Is it because of job relocation, family? Uh, you had a kangaroo farm, but mm. you know you That's didn't really, really maintain all, the they fences. All over the fence. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're going for. Yeah, all right, here you go. <clears throat> Good eye, blokes. I need to take a pee. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you please point me in the direction of the loo or the John? <laughs> Whatever you blokes call it here, you wankers. Just, yeah, make sure you don't forget the wankers. That's really how you sell the British accent. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, if, I, if there's anything I know, I remember watching the Queen knight someone last week, and she was... Calling him well, a wanker? I dub thee a wanker. Are you sure you saw the right show? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Wait, what about just generic travel advice? I've never been to Europe, so I need to know if there's any cultural things I should be aware of in, in Europe at all. Well, I heard they like to throw water in your face as a practical joke. Uh, that's okay. been happening recently. So keep an umbrella handy. <laughs> it rains a lot, I heard. Okay. Well, is it the people, is it just constantly people throwing water around, or does it actually rain? I think a little bit of both. Okay, two umbrellas. <laughs> you have two hands, two umbrellas. One for in front of your face, one for the head. I'll wear one of those umbrella hats. There you go. And I'll, I'll keep a little hand one. You know those ones where you press a button and it kind of floops out like the dinosaur from Jurassic Park? Yes. <laughs> Foreshadowing? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I'll just like pop that out right in my front of my face. Anytime anyone approaches me, <laughs> there'll be some guy be like, Oi, wanker, where's the bathroom at? And I'll be like, Foof. And I'm like, I'm not going to pee on your face, mate. Well, you know how everybody um, kisses on the cheek to greet somebody, maybe like in France and other parts of Europe? Right. You might know that, but what you might not know is that when you do that, you're supposed to whisper really obnoxious compliments to people. 
Okay. This I can get behind because yeah. I like it when people give me obnoxious compliments. Well, it's not okay. it's not appropriate for them to really react, so that's why you might not have noticed it watching movies or or footage. Okay. So, but when you go, just make sure that when you go up to somebody for the first time and you're like, "Oh, um, I know your husband and it's very lovely to meet you." And then you move in for that like cheek kiss, make sure you say something like, "I would love to bring those shoes back to well, I'm not going to finish that thought. <laughs> Did you say I would love to bring those shoes back? If you want to make it confusing, you can. And <laughs> Contextually, I, I'm gonna, I mean... I'm going to let you guys era. continue the uh, European advice section here. My only well, other comment about it. Europe think, is that everybody I think, drives... I think he's ready for Europe. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Uh, welcome to Live from Manfield, a podcast where we listen to you more than you listen to us. That's right. We're in your house. I'm Knox Phoenix. I'm Ninja Seb fan. And I'm Don Chaka. Wait. W- what? You said your you said your name weird. Wait, who are you? Uh, yeah. My name is Don Dochaka. Don Dochaka. I'm confused. Wait a second. This. Are you? Have you always been here? Um. Yeah. You know. Define always. This, <laughs> you never went TV shows, fire an actor, and replace them for the same character. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's never and then really they try an to upgrade. Play it off like nothing happened. That's what we're doing. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, Dondachaka is. Uh, he was, he's a temp sent in from the temp agency. We, we posted a job posting and said, Hey, we've got some temporary help needed. Uh, who do you got (laughs) in the podcast, uh, host form, like realm of, uh, qualifications. And they're like, ah, right. Well, we've got several temps and they sent Donda over. So we're just getting to know him. Uh, we figured it'd be good to let you guys get to know him. So he's actually prepared uh, a speech. I think customary is like 20 minutes, something like that for new hosts. So why don't you go yeah. ahead and go into that? Yeah. Um, I heard there was like some free food here. Where's that? Uh, well, the water fountains. Well, I forget what we did landed on that they actually <laughs> <laughs> spit <Yeah>. out. <laughs> that Probably RC Cola. <laughs> Last job didn't That's work out so down. well either, you know. Right. So uh, but, who is Dondachaka? Uh, yeah. Um, do you guys actually need me? Because <laughs> I've got a switch in my car and it's I haven't finished Zelda yet. You were supposed to be here last week, but I'm guessing the hedge maze gave you some. It gave him difficulties. It gave him difficulties. You would think that having heard about this hedge maze in previous episodes, like I would have known. but You would have nope. come prepared. And, well, uh, it changes. It's an ever-changing labyrinth of despair. Yeah, you know that money that you guys pay those people to move the hedge maze around, like, all day long? Yes. You probably could have just hired a better host. Oh, well, we couldn't afford it. We've got the people that have the, the hedge maze. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I mean, there are priorities here. What's it, more important, a, a, a proper third member of the show <laughs> or making sure that people can't get into the studio because a convoluted web of, <laughs> of edges? I don't understand what the confusion is. That could be disastrous. Yeah. It's a very high-quality security we have outside. <laughs> All right. It's clear we're not going to get a 20-minute speech out of you, but... Uh, 
in all seriousness, what is your, I mean, do you even play Rocket League? How'd you get in here? Yeah, I play Rocket League. Um, I've played Rocket League since Rocket League came out, basically. Nice. And I'm still here, so I guess that means it's a pretty good game. And uh, talked to you guys a little bit ago. Uh, that's the other thing about the Hedge Maze. Like, the first time you go through it, you d- it doesn't get any easier the second time around. It's true. So, coming back, um, I'm just to give you a heads up, I'm still admining in RSC. Uh, the league is still growing. That's where I've sp- been spending a lot of my Rocket League time lately, but I will never uh, move on from LFM, the community. So I've been talking with you guys, playing games with you guys, and somehow I've found myself here today. There you <laughs> go. Uh, yeah, in all seriousness, Donna Chaka has been someone involved in several aspects of, of Rocket League, and uh, he's been one of the leading admins in RSC, I believe, um, which has been kind of cool. Uh, and he's been a longtime listener of the show. In fact, I met him the same day I met Darth Goji. And um, he was someone that I was actually going to approach back when Savage left, uh, when we were still hammering down people. So uh, it worked out that, you know, we get the best of both worlds with Donna Chaka Ding to come on. <laughs> now, yes. without any further delay, let's actually talk about some Rocket League stuff, maybe. I don't know. Hey, the patch came out. We were going to talk about it last week, but, you know, we missed an episode. It happens. And this was, it was hyped up to be a big one, and which I think was a problem because a lot of people complained because they wasn't as big as it was hyped up to be. In all fairness, Psionics hyped it the same level of every update. The community overhyped it, and then they shot themselves in the foot. Whatever. There was a new map, uh, the Salty Shores Beach. Um, the first thing I did with this update was set it to my free play map. I don't know what you guys did. What do you guys think of Salty Shores? I really like it. I think it's awesome. It's a beautiful map. There's a lot of complaints that it's too bright, but I don't find it's too bright. People need to go outside more. (laughs) In contrast to other maps, even the bright daytime ones, it is It it is is very bright. bright, but it's all bright colors. You can't really stop that. Yeah, it's not unplayable. You can't, you can't tell me you can't tell me you can make sand less bright. <laughs> if you go outside and you go to the beach, it's going to be bright. That's yes. true. The reflection of the sun off the sand is actually how um, one of the reasons that people get sunburn more intensely on the beach. Actually, go on. I don't know if you guys knew that. I did not know that. <laughs> That's very cool information. Uh, it's actually a true fact. People that uh, bring like umbrellas to the beach and stuff, and they'll leave and they'll still get like sunburned, and they'll wonder what's go- the heck was going on. It's like well, the sand. Reflects a lot of the sunlight too, guys. So, do you intense. need to play sunscreen when playing on salty shores? Yes, that is the important thing. They—that's <laughs> uh, why people are complaining. They have not released any sunscreen toppers uh, or decals or paint types to make sure that you know you're not getting a little crispy out there. You, you know what? I got very good advice for anyone playing right uh, and hates salty shores brightness. Wear some shades when you're playing Rocket League. <laughs> The doctor disrespect method. Yes, that'll definitely help you. So I would not complain if they toned down the brightness a little bit. If they put a a little ND filter on that, a little bit wouldn't be too bad. What I would really like is a nighttime version of the map. That would be amazing. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. With that pier, yeah. Oh yeah, and lights. Yep. The one thing that's uh, tricky with the brightness is sometimes it's hard to see the small boost pads, but. Other than that, this map, I think every map that Sonics releases shows that their art 
is getting better and better, like the tile sets that they're using and just the scope of what's around the actual arena. Uh, it just looks so cool compared to some of the launch maps. If you just compare, it's pretty much night and day. This one, now, other maps previously that they've released usually always launch with FPS value, like issues, almost as if uh, Psyonix is always ambitious with the amount of polys and detail that they can cram in. I wonder if the only thing that's different about this map is that it's the first to release after the Switch uh, support was included with the Rocket League. I wonder if that is keeping them more humble with their poly counts and detail. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I wonder what the Switch performance is like on this map. That's true. Um, <laughs> we talked about this last episode, but their poly count per car is 65,000. insane. Um, it's... Uh, I was trying to find uh, data, uh, and wasn't it you who looked it up, Ninja? The like what a Forza like motorsports car is. Yes, Forza motorsports cars have a poly count of a million. Okay, so it's not insane. Um, but it's but a lot for what you'd consider Rocket League. Yeah, it doesn't kind of feel crazy. like it's a sixty-five thousand poly count car. Yeah. All right. In this update was also a new crate with. A lot of freaking wheels. More wheels than usual. Um, and of course, the crappy decals that every crate has. Uh, a new car. And which we'll, we'll talk about the new car after the, the rest of the crate updates. And there was one new goal explosion, I believe. Was there a new decal in this one? I can't remember if the... Um, I'll be honest, I did not see anything about the crate. <laughs> yeah, so there is a there's a black market decal that I had not... There is a new one. It's like a fire thingy. It's, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> it looks dope, and it's the coolest one for sure. It's definitely cooler than Dissolver. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's called Donda, Fire God. Fire God? <laughs> it's called Fire, fire God. God. Yeah. It does look pretty that, cool. That doesn't sound right. Did you say Fire God? I said Fire God. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember hearing about that. Uh... Someone mentioned Fireburner on Twitter saying Fire God for the decal. It is called Fire God. Oh, it's got two new black market um, decals. It's got Streamline, which is amazing. I really, really want this one. Oh, and they oh. have the new Gull Explosion is Juice. Juice? Yes. Juiced? Yep. Yeah, Juiced. What do you guys think of that? It actually looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. The Fire um, God kind of looks like the Heat Wave, though. No. Eh, kinda. No. Heat wave is only on the edges of your car. The the fire guard one applies this like it's almost like the it's almost what heat wave should have been. Because it's yeah. like waves of heat rolling over your car. Yeah. It's a little bit of a magma effect. <laughs> the streamline yeah. looks amazing though. The streamline does look really cool. It's so classy and I always like the classy look, so I really want streamline. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, the new car, the Twinser. I actually got a chance to pick this up uh, the day after the update came out. It was one of the first things I did. They're only going for like five or six keys when I got them like the day after. Um, That's impressive. Yeah, that was really impressive. For being an Octane type. I actually started making a YouTube video that I'm going to hopefully release tomorrow before I go to London. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's actually a review of the car. So I've got a lot of thoughts collected on it. Have you guys got to try it at all? No. Uh, no, unfortunately. Okay, well, just from aesthetics, what do you guys think of what it looks like? Uh, Octane. <laughs> That's all I get from it. 
I so the I first know. time I seen it, I tuned into your stream last week, and I'm like, oh, he's playing with the octane. And I noticed, oh, that's not the octane. <laughs> it's different it, enough though to like, um, what's the other octane called? ZSR. Yeah, I used that for a while, and like at the end of the day, it's not that different from the octane, like visually. But it feels and different. it feels a little bit different, so yeah. I just stopped using it. But this looks different enough that it might actually feel like changing cars. Um. All right. So I like to call it the Octane WRX, the World Rallycross version of the Octane. Okay. I don't. Enough. I don't know why they tried to name it something else. Because let's be honest, it is super Octane-ish. Uh, as far as like feeling different, it feels about as different as the ZSR does from the Octane. Um. But I like the differences better. Uh, I've actually been maining it since I picked it up, and I don't really plan on going back to the Octane except for one of those like visual refresher kind of things that I do once every month or two. Uh, but I feel like its hitbox matches. It's got a yeah, obviously an Octane hitbox, but I feel like that hitbox matches this model better because it sits up a little higher. There's no spoiler, so the ball doesn't like hover over. Um, the roof just kind of goes higher. Okay. Uh, so it looks just visually a little bit taller. And um, I feel like my hits with it are a lot more solid. I think because um, you don't have this thing where like the Octane kind of like, you know, you know how like people always talk about Octane ghost hits where the hitbox actually goes out just a little bit further than those those headlights that are on it. Well, this one actually has a like a ramming bar on the front or like a some kind of grill bar guard thing that lines up exactly with where you're hitting the ball. Um, okay. And it makes it feel really, really like accurate to the hitbox. So I, it's my new favorite car, actually. So you would, it sounds like you would say it's subjectively better than the Octane in terms of uh, how competitive it could be. It's tough to say objectively, right? Because objectively, the breakout's better. Objectively, the Merc is better. <laughs> Fair. Uh, you know what I mean? They've got wider surface area. Um, and the Merc has the same turning radius. The Breakout has slightly better turning radius. Right. So it's tough to say, like, objectively, because when it comes down to it, cars are all just going to be preference um, for the most part. Do you uh, feel like so, any of your preference for this is placebo because it's new and different? I, that's a good question. I think that's always an aspect of it. That's always going to be a thing. Whenever you change something visually, even, even if it's just visually... Right. your brain will focus on that thing more. So your interaction with the hitbox and stuff will be different. So that's probably a part of it. Um, but uh, there was like a like a couple, like a game that I went back to the Octane for just to kind of mess around with. And I was just like, no, I still like the Twins are better. There you go. So I prefer it. This update brought the new season as well. Um, we... Uh. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the new season? <laughs> I didn't care at all. Um, okay. What, what surprised me is that uh, Grand Champ is not... So, instead of clumping down everything in Champ, even including Champ uh, Grand Champ, they, they did not squish it all to Champ 1 like they usually do every single season. This time, Champ 1, Champ 2, Champ 3 stay the same, and Grand Champ get to jump down to Champ 3. Yeah, the high end of champ three, just so they can go back and earn their their GC again in a night, pretty much. Kinda, yeah. Um, I dig it. You dig it. Yeah, I didn't play ranked very much at the beginning of last season because 
being a bottom champ one player at the time meant that I was going up against champ two, champ three, GC players, and the matchmaking system was considering us the same. So I would lose a lot and just get punished. Um, And I know a lot of people, they want a hard reset. And this is talked about like to death on Reddit and everywhere. Um, I, all I really want is consistency so that I can keep like slowly climbing over time and know that I'm actually getting better. And the soft reset this season for me was perfect because I was able to go right into the season and focus on what's the next thing that I can do to get a little bit better. And uh, the thing that I don't think people acknowledge or talk about a lot is how the reset at the end of the season is really meant to just pull MMR out of the pool, right? So like over the three or four or whatever, however many months there are for the season. It's um, usually four now. Yeah, like over that time, MMR is getting added. And so uh, the distribution of how many rank points people have in Rocket League like starts shifting towards the top end. And if it was allowed to go on forever, then eventually you would have way fewer bronze players, way more GCs, way more champs. So Psionics needs to correct it with a soft reset. And I feel like a lot of people end up getting misled into thinking that they're doing a reset to create a grind, but just not enough of a reset for a true grind. Okay. Uh, Does that make sense? Well... The thing that I've always complained about their soft resets is it feels like it's a middle ground between, hey, we want to give you a new season for a new grind, and we want to just also not wreck everyone's world. Um, so that, that's obviously what they're going for, but um, I feel like you should just kind of do one or the other. <laughs> um, so, like, I really admire, you know, Hearthstone's kind of approach. Every month, everyone starts at zero, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Because then the climb isn't to see, like, consistently, how well can I perform this? It's instead, how well in 30 days can you climb, like, how high can you climb in 30 days? Right. And I think, I like that a little bit better. Um, that would just be my preference. I can understand that people wouldn't like that, but what especially about, with uh, the way they do rewards, that would not work. How would you feel about that if it was really unstable? Because I can see a difference between... um everybody's at the same level as sort of climbing together and playing each other throughout that time. But I could also see like taking the very best players and putting them against the very worst players in the matchmaking system, not being able to make sense of that because you like squished everybody. Right. Yeah, it would be, I mean, day one, it would be chaos. But I think that uh, I also feel like Rocket League relies too much on its certainty level of match prediction um like in a big way because there are ranks where um a larger distribution is actually not representative of the actual difference in skill level because sometimes it's not that much of a difference in skill level however the large you know certainty level that it has that the better team will win means that they lose a lot of points and other people gain a lot of points and i think that they really heavily rely on that so if they were to just kind of throw that out um then it would settle a lot faster i believe now, I will say this. The one thing that I noticed that they did with this season was they either full reset or extremely lowered the certainty level with the placement matches um, so that wins and losses were worth more than they like actually were, like usually. Um, now, this was confirmed like whew, 
almost a year, probably over a year ago, uh, in a in a Reddit comment somewhere. But Rocket League's Sigma, its un, its certainty level about how well it thinks it knows you're going to win or lose, never goes down. For every game you play, it always goes up. It's certainty of how like well it thinks it knows you. Yes. Um, so I think they reset that almost completely yes, every because, season. Because uh, as soon as I got out of the gate of my placements, um, I like climbed ridiculously fast up through champ three. It's like yes. 20 points a game, right? Sometimes. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, so I think that I think that that's something where it was like, holy crap, like he must not belong down here. Let's raise him up a little bit. Raise him up. Raise him up. And so um, but I everyone's like that. But if you lost the game, you'd lose almost the same amount of points. Yeah, well, yeah, and it every the points just slowly work their way down until they get to the yes, average of yes. seven or eight. That happens yeah. every single season, yeah. which is a great system to have. But um, yeah, new season. I guess we've been through so many. Uh, I do know that I had a friend who started playing in the middle of this last season, so this was his first kind of like reset. Wait, wait, what? Oh what yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's kind of interesting to see from a new player's perspective and not someone who's gone through the cycle. You know seven times now what is it like for him like what is it like to start rocket league now um so it's amazing because environmental learning is a huge thing and i think video games is a great way to point to that because he's at uh almost 200 hours now and he is in platinum That's <laughs> and it's like good. one of those things yeah it's like one of those things where you're kind of like Man, at 200 hours when I when like Rocket League had just come out when I started, <laughs> the idea of hitting an aerial was like epic. Like, yeah, man, that one was close to the ceiling. I got a touch on it. Holy uh, crap! And now that now that he's platinum, it's like, oh, this happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he's not like the best. Like, he still whiffs aerials well, and stuff. Of course. But he's got like an 80 percent like hit rate on you know his decently sized like aerials, and so it's just like, man, it's insane to think about like how fast you can learn and and grow in the environment in Rocket League right now. I mean, that's really cool for new players. It's not unapproachable. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of like crazy to think about. All right. It, patch notes weren't the only thing that came with this past week. There's also an announcement. Now, we knew a oh. DLC was coming. We oh. speculated on what DLC it would be. I like. I think I had guessed Marvel and all that stuff. Yeah, I think this we all guessed Marvel. Came. Now, I'm upset because this one was guessable because their previous... Um, their uh whatever it was their um previous DLCs that they had been like announcing and stuff were uh always like look, look how easy this is all right when i point out the freaking bread comes crumbs <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> when i point out the breadcrumbs to this you will like understand that we should have guessed it and here's why okay right um guess what studio Made Back to the Future. Disney. Okay. Um, right? I don't know. No, Warner Brothers. I don't know. The production company was Amblin Entertainment, and they got bought out by Universal Pictures. Okay, Universal Pictures. Yes. Yep. Now, what is the huge 2v2 summer Rocket League tournament that is Universal a huge Open. With Rocket League? The NBC Universal yep. Tournament. All right. Uh, guess, guess who owns all of the DC movie rights? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you can guess. <laughs> NBC? Universal, yeah, yep. NBC does. Universal. Uh, and that's how they have the Batman and all of the DC, like Superman and all that stuff. So it wasn't crazy to try to figure out <laughs> that the new big Universal movie that was coming out this year is Jurassic Park and or Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah. And that that would have been the DLC. So this was actually guessable if you would have tracked, if you would have had the yarn pulled across your conspiracy board. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you did. But that's pretty eye-opening. Isn't that crazy? If you look back at almost all of the licensed DLC that they've had, it's all universal partnerships. That's insane. Maybe they know somebody there. They definitely (laughs) know somebody there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so the only reason that this was spelled out for me is because um, in the actual press release that they announced, they said, we've teamed up with our friends at Universal once again. And I was like, wait a second. Once again, <laughs> I was like, oh, the full sentence is we've teamed up with our friends at Universal once again to bring one of the greatest movie franchises of all time to Rocket League. Hang on. I'm just going to do a quick Google search real fast. Studio for um, Fast and Furious. And Universal Pictures. <laughs> Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? If you want licensed DLC to come to Rocket League and you've been pointing to something that maybe is not Universal, guess what? It's not going to happen because all of them, it's all been a lie. It's all Universal pushing their agenda. They've reached into our esports now. Get them out of here. <laughs> okay, so the question is what films are predicted for later in the year next year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Universal... Studio or pictures um, releases 2018. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's see if we can. Uh, they'll have a new Halloween movie. Uh, they'll have a new Grinch. One called On the Basis of Sex. I'm sure they'll have a car for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has to be a big, big movie. Yeah. Like so a franchise. Like, yes, a big there's, franchise. There's no way that. Like, I can sort this list by that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what's in this goddamn DLC? <laughs> the Purge. Nah, I don't... Would they really do something for The Purge? <laughs> Mama I'm Mia. I'm saying it's a franchise. Um, hmm. How to Train Your Dragon. Now, that one might actually happen. <laughs> we know Psionics love dragons. <laughs> <laughs> They've been waiting for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. March 1st, 2019. Prediction set. Fast and Furious 9. How much you want to bet we get another DLC for Fast Please. and Furious? Oh, I'm 100% <laughs> sure we're getting another one. They can't dodge it. <laughs> you just... Holy crap! They have two Fast and Furious coming out this year. Wait, what? This? Yeah, they have 9 and 10. In 2018. Uh, let's see, where's Fast, Fast 9? I lost 9 it. is uh, 2020. Oh, wow. Oof. 10 is 21. Oh, this isn't even this year. Oh, well. That's a long Rocket ways League away. Will be, Rocket League will be canceled before then. <laughs> they announced that there's some Jeep Wranglers coming that are branded in the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic was, World realm. To be honest, I've been waiting for Jeep to come into this. It's pretty cool. I've, um, I've been waiting for them to introduce a Jeep vehicle because they kind of seem like a Rocket League style. I don't know much about car companies, but this would be another interesting kind of collaboration uh, breadcrumb trail to follow because uh, they've got the Dodge Yes, um, Dodge, Chargers. Dodge Jeep Ram. The, they're all owned by the same company. So yeah, They're all owned by the same company. Oh, man. Holy crap. <laughs> they've all got their fingers in the pie, man. I'm telling you. 
they you all think, love Rocket you League. Think politicians run this country. Well, I'll tell you some. <laughs> <laughs> follow, follow the money. Follow the money. <laughs> so uh, it's like the big six media companies. Or they whatever. they teased the goal explosion that will destroy whatever came out in <laughs> in any crate. Uh, a dinosaur goal explosion. Yeah, it's got a T-Rex that's roaring and it's made of fire. It's so cool. Uh, and and it's custom. you can use it on any vehicle you want. It's universal. It's not locked to the freaking licensed cars only. Yes. Uh, a lot of people were complaining that they weren't using the uh, original uh, whatever the SUV was that they use on the automated track to go through Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, but it's a Jurassic World. It's Jurassic World. They use Jeeps in Jurassic World, so. They also use a Jeep Wrangler in Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's true. Um, It's the, whenever, you remember the sunglasses scene where he takes off the sunglasses and sees the yeah, brontosaurus yeah, for yeah. the first time? Yep. Yeah, so that's in a Jeep Wrangler, too, so. Um, so, yeah, it's. It makes sense. It's themed for it. Um, So. It's got one decal that it's locked to. Yes. You've got the. Um, but it changes uh, between teams. Right, right. So if you're on the blue team, you get a Jurassic World picture on the side of your car. If you're on the red team or orange team, you get a Jurassic Park image on the side. So no customizations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is probably super locked down, just like the um, the Batmobiles are. So I'm guessing you can't even put toppers or flags on it either. Probably. Right. But I don't think that's a big deal. That's really it for announcements. Big announcements. Um, we did get some Reddit discussion sparking out after the update because. People believe that Psionics uh, Rocket League is losing players, but uh, there's actually a theme, and the devs are even saying it. Uh, remember, in the last year, there have been two gigantic, uh, well, one gigantic uh, game that came out, PUBG, and then Fortnite also, so a lot of players have flocked into that, so that makes sense why we're losing players. Yeah, it's a it's a new genre, right? Yeah. And that's a big thing. Yeah, is, the battle royale genre new... is just taking players away from other games. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's not. I, I wouldn't be scared for Psionics to lose ten thousand total players on PC in the last six months. That's not that big of a number. I think that this is something that uh, you're going to hear the voices of the people that are most involved, and um, the people that are most involved are going to tend to be higher ranked because they play a lot. Yes. And I think that um, the higher rank you are means you've been playing for a long time, and people are attributing like that to be like a symptom of of like this whole thing. They think that this is representative of the entire player base. But no, there have been people that have been playing this game for three years, and they're deciding to step away. And um, these are people that they've played with for three years, and they're all of a sudden thinking like, "Holy crap! Everyone's leaving Rocket League. Why is this happening?" No, it's just that the game's old, and people are going to start leaving now. <laughs> it's okay. All right, doesn't mean so, that for every person that leaves, a new person doesn't join. With these Reddit conversations, it sparked uh, Cyanic's Corey specifically to come out, and he actually spoke a lot about the future plans of Rocket League. More than I think they've done in the past few months, which is really cool to see. Um, so, have you guys ever seen uh, heard of the suggestion to stay as a team when you're in a uh, in a match with somebody? Like, there's oh, yeah. a button you can stay as a team and party up with them. Um, yeah. So, uh, someone was suggesting that, and Cyanix Corey actually replied to it and said, said this a few places, but I want to reach, it's hard to reach everybody, 
Stay as a team is plans for once Cynet parties are released, which is coming in the next update, or the next big update, which is in two months from now. Uh, it's a lot more straightforward to implement this once we're not relying on each individual platform's party system. Which is which obviously makes yeah, sense. very smart of them to do. Yeah. So. And it's important to say, I think, that this is in response to a huge post that someone wrote uh, that was basically a complaint about everything that they've seen in the game. <laughs> Like they, it was, and every like five pages long. Yeah, and every tiny little promise Ionix has made that haven't delivered yet. <laughs> it's yeah, it's um, insane. Did Don? Did you get a chance to read through this post at all? I read through a lot of Psyonix's comments. I didn't read the full original post because it's like a million it's pages very long. long. Yes, it might yeah. be interesting to have just like a short discussion on like what valid, like what validity you would attribute to him because he. He talks about everything from, you know, like, server performance to, like, adding so, new features to training. and. The thing about server performance is I haven't really had server performance since they did the server performance stuff in the update. Yeah, people, the, the amount of people that complain about servers is just insane yeah, to me. I don't get I think it. A it's lot gotta of be their own internet. A lot of people mis misuse the word server problems for their own internet. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Simonix also has better information than anybody about that because they can see yeah. what the health of every connection is as opposed to one random person in one random town uh, saying it's not working for me, right? So yeah, they've done a ton of work on that and I assume that they are monitoring basically like what percentage of servers are having problems, what percentage of players are having problems and they're looking for, like in software, what you do is you look for uh, what are the most important priorities and start with those first. So they're probably working one by one on whatever they can do to um, reduce server pro problems at the, the highest levels. And then eventually they'll, maybe there will be like one person who has a terrible connection because they live out in the desert, but that's not really like a tenable problem for them to solve. So I, I don't know. I have a lot of faith in them to figure it out. The word used priorities really comes back to like all of Corey's responses. <laughs> he responded a lot in saying like, yeah, these are great things and things that we would love to add and things that we plan on adding. But um, as far priorities. as maintaining the player base and making sure the game is good to go for a long time, we've prioritized some stuff in front of it. Yes, which um, makes sense. Which is <laughs> so, awesome. It was yeah. really reassuring to hear that perspective. Um, And there was another post, a post that was uh, that kind of sparked this this conversation. And it was the whole post about Rocket League's losing players over the last six, seven months. And Cyanix Corey actually did reply saying that they are looking into possibly adding more ranked modes uh, next season. Yeah. Yep. And those ranked modes will be the uh, other sports modes, which would be like Hoops, Rumble, Dropshot, and Snow Day. I, I think that would be pretty cool to have in competitive. There was one comment yeah. that was tucked away. Um that I think you guys might find interesting because you guys have talked about whether a bigger arena with a 5v5 mode, whatever makes sense for Rocket League. Yes. And they kind of put the nail in the coffin on that one. Oh, um, that was, this was on Twitter. I did see that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this was where we found out about the poly counts. Because uh, <laughs> yep. Psionics are... Um, they cannot do 5v5 because... Uh, PC, it would be possible, but you'd still have the lower end of the player base having lag issues because too many 
polys to render. But uh, that's that's basically the issue. Console would have a very hard time playing 5v5. So this is where I kind of wanted to say, like, all right, I'm not going to just flat out and say bullcrap. <laughs> I'm good friends with Art. <laughs> I love Art to death. And he knows his... He is one of the few people freaking in the country that can do engine-level development um, in, in, like, graphics engineering. So I'll take his word for it on that. However, that means something is wrong because you have... Let's just talk about PUBG alone that has 100 players on one map, right? You've got games like Battlefield that have um, 50 players on a map. And now I'm not going to say that, like, okay... Those they perform a lot harder than Rocket League. They do, they do, but it's not like I mean, Battlefield still releases on Xbox and and PS4. Um, but we in a, we also don't know the poly counts for everything they use. So that's what I'm saying. Like that is like I wonder what a poly count and of a normal like he, FPS character is. But he did it, say there's networking issues too with yeah. having five uh, ten players on a field, and you have to consider that. It's a lot easier to run a server for a first-person shooter over a game like Rocket League where you, your server has to calculate all the freaking physics, take all the physics input from other other people. It's it's insane. Yeah, it's I don't know. It seems like it I I'll, I'll take like I said, I'll take their word for it. Yeah. But at surface level, those roadblocks seem outrageous. Or at least temporary. I mean, I'm assuming Rocket League is going to be around long enough for computers at the bottom end to just be replaced by slightly better computers and slightly better consoles. So maybe there is a future for it. We'll see. Maybe. It's interesting anyways. (laughs) Well, is there anything else that's happened in the Reddit sphere? The rank distribution. The rank distribution. (laughs) (laughs) My (laughs) cue. Yeah, so... If you've been on Reddit in the past few days, you'll have noticed that Psyonix published the Season 7 rank distribution. Um, as they do every season. Well, as they do every season, but not as late as they do. Timely, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, this was a lot more timely. This was very timely. Um, and so it's it's interesting. Basically, you can go and see, for example, if you're Diamond 2 in Solo Standard, then you can see that you are in the top 6.17 percentile. Um, and most of the people that I talked to about this were surprised to see just how, just how exclusive the ranks that they, that they were in were. Um, Yes. If you're in diamond one, which if you play a lot, doesn't necessarily sound like a very high rank. Like you're in the top 10% in doubles. That's true. Yeah. Um, that means that puts me in the top 0.2%, which I like sounds impressive. It just, it. (laughs) It it always sounds a lot more impressive than like it feels. Yeah, I right? know. It's very weird because to think that way. <laughs> you, you you hear top point two percent and you think like, wow, like, you know, you must know everyone that's, you know, in your rank and doubles. But the truth is, is how like I would only say on a weekly basis do I run into people in the, with the same, you know, same names. And that means that there's a good amount of people in my region, <laughs> let alone uh, you know, playing on different servers and stuff that are all in Champ 3. So it's yeah. like, it's really, it doesn't feel as exclusive as the numbers say. As it actually is, yeah. Um, what I did see, which actually confused me, um, last season when they announced Season 7, they did say that they were going to try to redistribute 
uh, solo duel and solo standard. From what I noticed, comparing season six to season seven for solo standard, it did change slightly, but solo duel is still very exclusive at even champ two. So I wonder if that is because there was also a community response of playtime in those playlists as well. Because I remember there were a lot of people that would play um, Solo Duel. And I, it feels like that that playlist is slowly becoming less populated. Hmm. Uh, it could be, but I don't know. It's like I remember there were specific streamers and stuff that you could watch that were just known as ones players. How many people do you know that are ones players now? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> But right? like, if you'd think that way, that would you, you'd also think, okay, so since there's less players, the, your rank should be higher in ones because you have less people to compete against. But it's the opposite. Your rank's lower compared to everything else because there's no one to play against. So I, well, I wonder if um, it's like Champ 3s in other playlists and GCs in other playlists and even like Diamond... And platinum players and other playlists are more likely to play in ones than people who are bronze or silver in doubles or That's in a really good point. I think better players are the ones that populate the playlist, making it difficult to climb. And also, if you notice throughout the uh, percentile um, graphs, that there will always be this stretch, right? The top people will always stretch out the ceiling of what is capable at that rank. And with less players in the pool... That means uh, you will be pushed down further and further. Um, so there's a couple of factors, mathematically, statistically speaking, <laughs> that <laughs> that would require that would you know give you things like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just it, looking at. Um, there's a very interesting data sheet to look at. It was interesting, I think, last season to compare doubles to um, standard threes, and I want to say that I remember them being more similar than they are this time around. Like if you are, they are definitely more similar. Yeah. If you are diamond one uh, in doubles, you are in the top nine point four percentile. But in standard, you're in the top twelve point three percentile. So, what I'm actually seeing in this is that a lot of the doubles got pushed down. Like a bronze is significantly like bronze and silver uh, in doubles compared to standard and all the rest. They're significantly higher than than standard. So there's a lot more people in del- uh, in silver and bronze in doubles than standard. It's kind of weird to think about it that way. And then wasn't doubles just, wasn't doubles known to be like the easiest playlist uh, to climb in? That's what I thought. <laughs> so maybe they were correcting for that, or or something happened. Maybe that's true. Maybe maybe. Um, there was one other thing I was gonna say, but I forget what it was now. Oh well. Oh. The speculation on that, I've, I also speculate that um, Standard might also be more populated now because of the increasing popularity of the RLCS. Um, so I think that there are a lot of more people that are being prone to play in threes than just that solo grind that a lot of people like to do before. Possibly. So um, yeah. that's always that chance too. Man, all right, so that's like the last news thing we were going to talk about. <laughs> uh, we still have got some time to kill, because I thought Donda was going to talk for 20 minutes earlier, so yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if you guys have anything else that you wanted to maybe bring up. Well, I guess I could talk a little bit. I don't know about okay, a speech. I didn't think this would fall to the temp. Like, you think that you can come in here and just make up new segments as a temp and, <laughs> and get away with it? 
I mean, if I do a good job, do I get a raise? Yes. We will raise what we pay you 5,000%, and that is a promise. I think, <laughs> I think you guys listening can infer what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I was thinking, this is something that I've been thinking about lately. And basically, like, you guys have heard enough Knox Talks in the past. Yeah. You'll get no more of them in the future. No one has ever heard enough Knox Talks. <laughs> Strike one, mister. You're on thin ice. Continue with caution. Ooh, Here I'm we gonna go. I'm going to get ejected. Uh, so alternatively, we I'll call this the Dondo Chaka Chakra. And I oh, want you okay. to... Okay, strike one removed. That's pretty dope. <laughs> so at home, I want you to take a deep breath and find your inner peace and and let's contemplate for a moment uh on this question crap i just peed my pants Ooh. <laughs> you said you said find my inner peace and um, all the all the all the potty talk earlier with my british accent we can try really again just next got week me in, a, in a bathroom mode yeah <laughs> all right i'll stop interrupting let's get into your zen the Donda you're, Chaka you're Chaka. messing with my zen man sorry my bad my bad so this this question is um Basically, it's a it's a common topic in competitive games or in games in general. Yeah. So this idea of like where does tilting come from, right? Like everybody's been there before. You've been you're in a close game and you're basically playing as hard as you can. Maybe you get a teammate who looks like they're throwing, or maybe you miss an aerial or whatever it is. The game doesn't go as planned, and maybe there's some toxic chatting going on, and sooner or later. You're just on this downward spiral. And sometimes like it's from one game to the next to the next and you can't even pull yourself out of the nosedive. But what's the explanation behind that? Like what teammates actually makes it <laughs> done. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Not solve the mystery. Um, so I'm curious what you guys think about that. I have a couple of um, thoughts here. having thought about this a little bit. But what's your experience with tilting? Um, well, it's weird because I want to say that like different people respond different ways. Um, and so while getting frustrated and and pissed off and that sort of stuff doesn't seem like it would have a positive impact. There are some people I think that might get amped up and start playing a little bit better because they go into tryhard mode maybe and they pull all their focus together. Um, I've seen that happen, but. I think any sort of just negative attitude is going to... I, all right. On stream, Cronovi is quoted as saying the most important thing in Rocket League is being comfortable. Yes. And with that is your confidence level, which I think is a large percentage of your performance. And I think that if you are starting to tilt and get negative attitude, your confidence is going to slip and you're going to be timid. You're not going to challenge as much. I think it's 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 a perfect storm because it's not just mechanics that are affected your decision making right your everything yeah i think comfort and confidence is an interesting way to look at it because you know you can be playing at a really high level and still be playing relatively well but suddenly you're not your games aren't living up to your expectations or things aren't going the way that you want them to and suddenly like your expectations aren't matching with reality and so whether that's um you start losing confidence or it could even be that your teammates aren't giving you the passes that you want. And that could lead you to uh, actually think that's not 
Like this is not a fair situation for me to be in. And so you have this mentality that you don't deserve it. And that could lead you to become angry and that leads people to become toxic. And then then there's like the less angry side of the coin and just the more, uh, like you said, lack of confidence side of the coin. But I think... One thing that I think is interesting is I actually... I wouldn't say that I've been tilted in probably like three months. Okay. And well, when it comes to things that would say at least get me close to what I would say is tilted nowadays, it's never performance or teammates or or that sort of stuff. It's it's always like external things. Like I've been trying to stream a lot lately, but ever since the new update, my, like OBS and Streamlabs OBS are just not working very well. And I keep getting like like game performance issues with FPS and stuttering and G-Sync issues and all sorts of fun stuff. And that is like frustrating me <laughs> because it's pulling my focus from the game and stuff. But as far as like actual gameplay tilt, I think there's like a level that you'll reach where you accept your you accept your suckiness. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, high level players don't feel like they're very good players, right? Like there's it's true. this there's this mentality that. Um, you're never you're never really great you like if you if you think you are then there's this idea that you're not playing to your full potential you're not trying as hard as you could i think that's what happened to cronovi between seasons 1 and 2 cronovi is on the huge spiral back up he's he's getting really freaking good again it's cuz i think he freaking tasted the bottom you know <laughs> i think he was he got a I reality think he had check to bounce back i think he, he had he won a- season 1 rlcs and I think from there on, he's like, all but right, I'm, I've always been the best. People have always had, thought of me as like the best. He's had a lot of consistency up until like mid-season four last year, like end of last yeah. year, which is incredible considering he bounced back that fast. And now I'd consider him one of the best players again. Yeah. Oh, he's he's fantastic. He's really good. So. So what do you think the solution for the average player is? Is it really any different than what Kronovi did? Or somebody trying to break into like truly competitive Rocket League? Oh, if you think that you've overcorrected by thinking you're too good? Right. Like by thinking you're really good and then, is that what you're saying? Or by fixing tilt? I'm confused. Um, ma- Mainly uh, fixing the tilt. Like, if, like this is probably something that holds a lot of people back. And I, th- I do think that oh, at a certain level, you have that. to contend with it. You have to figure out like how do you stop letting that pull you down and fight your way through it so you can play at an even higher level. See, all right, all right, all right. Well, there's a lot of things you can say, but it's stuff that people like have heard a thousand times. I just don't think that they ever apply them, right? Right. Remember that it's just a game. (laughs) That's step one. Step two is, all right, there's kind of this um, thing that I've been trying to tell people when I notice them getting tilted and when I see them getting like really down on themselves about the game and stuff, uh, especially about like teammates and stuff when they start raging about like bad teammates and, and having a huge negative attitude towards, uh, like, attitude towards like the people that they get matched with. Um, when people are like toxic to you and stuff and that ruins your night and that ruins your like experience with the game, Just- you're actually giving up control of your life, right? Because you're letting someone else determine how much you enjoy something and how well you play something. Yeah. Which should never be never be the case. It should always be like, okay, if they're going to say stuff like that, like, you know, mute them, ignore them. Don't give them the control because that's exactly what they want. Even if 
Like, they were completely in the wrong the entire time, and they're the ones playing terribly, and you carried them, and you still win the games. You let them win when you let their attitude affect you. Pretty much. Uh, it, right, it's crazy, because lately I've been playing ones, uh, especially beginning of the season, and there is a lot of people who say, I suck because I'm winning in ones. It, it's crazy. Yeah, I've seen your Discord posts. <laughs> the, these people get really mad at me for them not being better than me. Yeah, it, I mean, it seems like that needs a dose of perspective on the fact that, like, what can you control? Like, when you're playing the game, what can you control? You can play, first of all, you can control, first of all, whether you play or not, right? You can always walk away. You also basically control what people talking to you like what those chat messages or even somebody bumping you over and over like you can decide what that means you can decide that that means this is a person who feels the need to to do these things but like that's their choice yeah or you can decide that you're gonna let it ruin your day well then that's the zen the dunda chaka chakra that's gonna do it for us this week I want to let everyone know that we have a Discord you can join. You can find that uh, link to that on the Life from Manfield website, which is lfmanfield.com. Um, I want to thank all of our patrons that make this show possible. Uh, starting with... oh, Crunchy, it's crunch time. Uh, yo, it's D-Lo, Mr. Steal Your Goal. Fecal Frenzy, that shit's crazy. Spell TV Mufflin stepped his game up. Eskimo Jesus turned wine into igloos. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Dizzle, Po Shizzle, my Nizzle, the stunt guy, he's tricked out. Johnny Kooks, he's cuckoo for Rocket League. Spook, it's Casper. Dawson with a V, not a creek. Lennox, John Lennox, the fifth beetle. Marl Fox, the Foxy's patron. Henry, the one and only. Annex Poseidon making waves, and Pickett's my main man. I want to thank the Fat Rat for the use of our theme song, Xenogenesis. He lets us use it for free. His music is super dope. If you go to my YouTube channel and watch any of uh, the new stuff that I've been putting out for the past several months, which is dope, you should check it out. Uh, it's pretty much all by the Fat Rat because he lets you use almost all of his music for free. Uh, so big thanks to that. Make sure you join us next week where we actually have our parents record for us. <laughs> um, actually, you know, while I'm thinking of it, in all seriousness, next week our episode will be late because I will be returning from London and we'll have some special kind of uh, RCS audio and stuff with that. So... Don't be alarmed when it doesn't come out on the normal day. Uh, other than that, I can't wait to see you then. Until then, I'm Knox Phoenix. I'm the Seb fan. I'm Dona Chaka. May the face-offs be ever in your favor. <laughs>